There were indistinct sounds coming to him. He could not tell whether through the air or from the soft ground beneath his ear. Thumps and bumps. Voices that, though oddly dulled and muffled, carried alarm and anger. He frowned at that, still watching the ant. And the frown set loose heavy pulses of pain in his head and cleared his hearing. Get up, you dung-bred shirker! Someone was shouting at him. Duran rolled onto his shoulder, struggling to lift his lead-heavy head. He was in a wood. There was a man standing over him, shouting at him. A man flushed with fury, spittle at his lips. Stocky, pepper-haired, pepper-bearded, older than Dran's father. Take up your spear and fight, or I'll cut you myself! The man had a sword in hand, a shield on his arm. He flourished the blade in the direction of Dran's stomach. This was Creel of Mondoon, Dran thought dreamily as he stared at the dancing point of the sword. Why would a lord, a famed fierce lord at that, be talking to him? That was a thing that had no place in the world. Wipe the blood from your brow and get on your feet, farm boy! Creel snarled and swept away, stamping amongst the trees, shouting over his shoulder, They'll be on us again, and if I'm dying today, it'll not be because you're too bone for it to stand up. Blood, Dran thought numbly. He touched a fingertip to his forehead. It came away wet, sticky. Blood right enough, and the sight of it snapped him back to his senses, to his memories, to the awareness that he and Creel and all of them were indeed well set to die today. I'm not afraid, Dran muttered as he staggered up, though the Lord of Mondoon was already gone. I hit my head, that's all. I'm not afraid. Dran had come late to the war, and thought he would have no great part in it because of that. He found himself upon the winning side, yet he had killed no one, fought in no battles. He could not decide whether he should regret that or not. It felt a cowardly kind of vengeance to have exacted upon the tyrant and his legions of taxers, usurers, confiscators. By the time Dran finally took up his father's spear and walked away from the village in search of an army to join, others had, it turned out, already bought his revenge for him with their lives, and all but won his freedom from the hermetic yoke. He had paid no price save bruises and blisters. Creel of Mondoon was not Dran's lord, but his motley army had been the closest to hand when Dran finally went in search of the war, and amidst the chaos few people cared about such niceties as fealties and duties. Certainly Dran did not. He cared only that someone, anyone, gave him the chance to let loose some part of the angers that had gathered themselves in him. If they were not given some channel to flow down, he felt they might burst him. So he had marched south, one more insignificant pair of feet amongst the many following Creel, and realized that the war was melting away even as he thought himself walking into it. The armies of the king crumbled, their vigor spent in battles fought before Dran had even left his home. 
the rebels, Creel's great column and all the others, roamed freely, widely, and found nothing to oppose them save a few stubborn towns with desperate garrisons. A hundred little bands of warriors turned bandits. And not once had Dran needed his father's spear for anything other than leaning on or rapping against his feet to knock mud or manure from his boots. Until today. Until he had the misfortune to be one of the two dozen levymen sent out from the camp with Creel and his guards to climb a hill a quarter day's march away. At the time, it had seemed like a piece of good luck, not ill. He had spent the previous half a day and half a night pounding stakes around.